going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome back to Grave Consequences. I am Caleb B., and that's where you can follow me on Twitter. Follow Greg at XMaserati. Of course, this is the the Grave Consequences podcast. Follow that at GC underscore cast. Check out everything on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. You can follow that on Apple Podcast to get your, your Social Suplex uh, filling, I guess, would be the correct terminology greg how are you doing on this lovely monday september the 13th sir not well i've been fighting a head cold since the weekend and i've been trying to avoid if anyone's a homeowner they've ever experienced a refrigerant leak with their ac uh it could be quite expensive to fix and if you're like me you don't fix it you just pay to have it refilled every year which in the long run will cost you more money but it's a lot of money to find that leak and then a lot of money to fix that leak. And then you still have to refill it anyway. So uh, I've been trying to avoid it. But the one nap I was looking forward to today, I couldn't take because the dog is panting like it's her last day on Earth. Mm. So we have to take care of it. So I'm actually very cranky right now. Is she in heat? No, she's fixed. She's she's fine. She's just she uh, I fix her special food because she's older. Like she, she had blueberries, celery, peas and carrots and mixed with uh, ground beef added to her food. And I also gave her some yogurt earlier because she's old and I'm giving her stuff of antioxidants to like help with prevent cancer and stuff. So she's been a really happy girl. And that means she's been running around like an idiot all day. And, you know, because dogs are stupid, they don't realize it's hot. <laughs> they don't stop running around. And that's where I'm at. Well, at least you're taking care of your dog, man. Um, <clears throat> today, it's just one of those days where, like, you want one thing, and that one thing for me was just a quick nap. Couldn't get it. Yeah. No, I can imagine. And you can't yell at your dog for it, so I don't, you know, she's not in trouble or anything, but it's just one of those things. It's like, can I just have one thing? <laughs> yeah, just, just, just one little thing. One little nap. All I wanted minutes. was some quiet. That's it. Yeah, yeah. But the show goes on. It does, and the show goes on for Lucha Underground. This is Season 2, Episode 14. The working title is Cage in a Cage. And what alternate title did uh, did we come to the other day, yesterday? Uh, Bullet with Cage Wings. And yes. the uh, description will be interesting, too. Yes, it will be, for sure. Also, just so you guys know, Cage knows. It's got to be the shoes, man. Um, <laughs> Bang Data plays us in. Someone loves that Star Trek android. It's funny because I started watching the Next Generation, not because I'm the hugest Star uh, Star Wars Star Trek fan, but uh, my dad watched it growing up, and for some reason, the storytelling is just kind of very relaxing mm. for me. So I've been watching, you know, not taking it too seriously. It's not 
it's dated. Like we're talking like what the the mid early mid nineties. Yeah. I think it was maybe even late eighties. Yeah. But yeah, late, yeah, like thirty years for sure. God. Yeah. So it's just it's funny that you say that because I was uh I've definitely been like I'm gonna probably lay down and, and watch that after this is after I'm done editing. So <laughs> that's funny. Um I'm probably gonna watch a couple episodes of Futurama once we're done recording. Um because I've been on a kick with that. Futurama's great. It is, man, it is. Have you watched uh, Enchanted? Uh, that's the Netflix show, right? Yeah, it's a Netflix. I haven't heard. I don't know anyone that's watched it. Legit. I watched the first season. I really enjoyed that. I need to watch the second season. Oh, it was good. That's what I was worried about. Because I, 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 I'm not saying it's bad or good. I just, no one I know has watched it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't mind it. But I also like Matt Groening. So that may be part of it. Hmm. Boy's good. He's a, yeah. he's, he's going to be a, uh, I, don't know, I don't know what you would call it, but he's definitely been a, a, a major influencer, an influencer on other people. He's very successful, Simpsons, Futurama, now Enchanted, and he even started with that one comic, I think. I don't know what it was called, uh, with the rabbits. Mm. That's what he started with. Interesting. Interesting. With a rabbit tribe, you said? <laughs> Maybe not so close, but that is a good segue. That's a season four teaser. Um, <laughs> Damn, we have to wait four seasons? Are we have to wait till the fourth season for them? Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. I like them so much, too. They come in at like the tail end of the fourth season is the thing. That's what sucks about it, because they were so good. Yeah. But Matt Stryker is at the booth, and he tells us that both Matanza and Mil Moretes will be returning soon, because as we remember at the end of episode 13... They both went through the roof of Dario Cueto's office. So yes, they did. Perfect look- square, like Looney Tunes style. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's the, uh, well, you would think that's the same square of uh, roof that Phoenix went through last season. You know, how great would it have been if it were like a perfect cutout of them, like as if it was Looney Tunes? <laughs> <laughs> how great would that have been? Oh my god, that would have been amazing, dude. That would have been amazing. But hey, kicking us off tonight is Cage in a Cage. And that matches for an Aztec medallion. We've got, of course, Cage versus Johnny Mundo. And Matt Stryker notes as Johnny Mundo is entering that on the left is Johnny Mundo and on the right is Taya. As if as if anybody needed that information. As if nobody could be able to tell as if even a first time viewer wouldn't be able to tell well there and we were very critical of them in the first season uh and i know we we i harp on it or we keep going back to the announcers but in this season they're more about they're more uh i don't want to use the word superfluous but they're more of like the spice you add to the to the to the show which i guess announcers should always be but i tend to forget they're they're there except for like you noticed that but I also started writing down Vampiro quotes and I had to stop because I was missing the damn match uh, <laughs> because they're so good. Uh, he said, cage is not a tree. He's cause they were, they were talking about uh, leg kicks and they were talking about Johnny Mundo, you know, hitting uh, cage Chop- with these leg kicks. What were you going to say? Chopping the tree down, chopping the tree down. Uh, but then Vampiro came in with the bit of wisdom saying, well, normally that would work, but cage is not a tree. He's a machine. That's very astute. 
that, I, sorry, go ahead. I was just saying that's amazing. It it was good. Uh, I got lost though because he started talking about being in a chess match with his ex wife, and I I just put the pen down. I was like, all right, let's just pay attention to the match because I don't I don't know what uh, how much drugs Vamp took before this. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Vampiro sometimes trails off, but. I'm, whatever we've come to expect in a season and a half in. I love it. It's just, you know, I had to pay attention to it. Like, I was actually thoroughly enjoyed, enjoying it. But then I was like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm reviewing, a, uh, doing a podcast. I should probably pay attention to the, to the actual <laughs> match. Yeah, I get you. Oh, by the way, this officially marks the second half, the start of the second half of season two, for what it's worth. Season two is much shorter than... Yeah, so... Season one was 39 episodes. Season two is 26. Season three, again, is 39. And season four is 22. That would explain why I keep getting mixed up with the seasons, because they're so long. Yes, they are. For sure, man. For sure. Um, Let's see here. Cage really starts off dominant. And at one point, he hits a standing drop kick, which, come on, like, this isn't Rey Mysterio. This isn't ricochet like this is someone the size of brian cage man like there's a lot of meat on that bone didn't he used to be a lot smaller he did at one point yes yeah and he he started uh eating a lot of protein i suppose yeah Uh, yeah. taking his vitamins and saying his prayers yeah well it's i don't know i think i shared the article i shared two articles uh recently one was about cage potentially being upset and this is before i realized like oh this might be like a actual dirt sheet like just people that just make up things or they take like a you know a a molehill and they make it into a mountain yeah uh but they like melissa santos because she's his wife i believe yes they have a daughter they're married uh she said something about how he's being underutilized and he liked the tweet uh which isn't you know i think we tend to go too far with assuming things. I, th- I think he's making a good paycheck. Maybe he's not as high up on the card as he'd like to be. But, you know, Sam Punk and Daniel Bryan are there now. He's going to have to wait a little bit. Um, but, you know, me and you have been big proponents of Cage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm going to keep banging that Cage drum until he sucks, man. And that's probably not going to happen anytime soon. No, he could be higher, I, and I said, and I said this before uh, off the air that it's not so much him. It, well, it's because he's a face, and he's you know being a vanilla babyface is hard, harder yes. to get over than a than a villain. And they already, you know, he's splitting up with Team Taz. That's his current storyline, and he's going up against Ricky Starks, which is Ricky Richie, Ricky Starks, uh, the Stroke Daddy. If you watched NWA, <laughs> uh, who's great. And he's and he's funny, and people are going to root for Ricky more, and they're going to root for Cage. I mean, Ricky's the underdog. It's a very because uh, AEW has very few misses, frankly. Mm-hmm. But and this isn't even a miss. It's just they 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 went they they tried this storyline, and frankly, it, it's a miss. Like, uh, not because uh, anything's wrong with Cage or, or Ricky, but because people are going to end up rooting for the wrong guy. It's going to be, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Ricky Starks is amazing as a heel. And so is Cage. They probably should have kept him a tag team or something. Hey, Greg, as much as I would love to talk about Team Taz, uh, we, we've got a Cage match to cover, sir. Ah, indeed. 
I, I also would like to note that uh, at some point, Cage has Johnny Mundo in a scorpion deathlock atop the top turnbuckle. He had a little trouble getting there. Did you did you notice uh, when Johnny Mundo finally got the uh, the advantage, the move that he did and what, and what Vampiro called it? Now, what did Vampiro call it? I know Cage gets crotched on the ropes for sure. Called it a camel toe. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's terrible. He does a wicked Alabama slam, too. I mean, like, that's a basic move. But if you ever got, like, uh, that spine bustered or Alabama slammed, it would most people it would it would knock the wind out and you'd need an oxygen well okay obviously the spine buster is going to knock the wind out of you not only is an alabama slam going to knock the wind out of you it's going to give you whiplash as well yeah you could but if it's in the ring it's one thing but someone did that to you in in the street your head's being busted open exactly exactly um mundo gets the advantage and he hits a flurry of kicks on cage while cage is against the cage said cage way too many times there no you didn't you're good (laughs) that's the whole point of this episode i think johnny by the way uh i've gathered they didn't officially say i don't believe but i have gathered that you cannot win this match by escape you have to win by pinfall or submission is what i gathered i i was confused about that too to be honest with you uh, because no one really went for an escape. Yeah. And that's didn't what really I, say. Mundo would have tried a lot harder to escape if escape was an option to win. Well, if I'm being honest, like uh, there's only one particular spot or two particular spots you get when it's an escape match. And I, you know, those two spots get like, it's either the Jeff Hardy, should I escape or should I do a Swanton bond and, and end up missing? Yeah. Or do I, or is it that, you know, all of a sudden I crawl at the speed of, you know, a slug of a cage, and then I wait for the other guy to, to grab me as I'm about to escape. And I, or I don't just drop down like an idiot. I yeah. hold on, slowly climb down. So it's, it's, I, I liked it better, way better. Yeah, exactly. Plus, I mean, it, here's the thing cage matches oftentimes will fail in their main objective in kayfabe, which is to keep interference out, which this one did. It, it, it failed because Taya got in the cage. Taya was a factor here. Um, but at the same time, it's like a lot of people don't mind that. And I'm one of those people, like, as long as it's not overdone, you know, um, like I'll give you an example. One time aces and eights interfered in the same cage match twice. If you remember. Yeah, it, it can it can get overdone. Uh, that's why, like, if it's a no escape cage, I'd rather have a top. Yes. Yeah. Like hell in a cell. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, I would like it if if companies did that more often. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's see here. Oh, at one point, Cage's hand is being hit with Taya's belt by Taya, of course. Mundo hits a Spanish fly from the top rope for two. And Johnny says, how does my boot taste? And <laughs> Matt Stryker compared that to the old, how do I taste? You know, the line that you'd, you'd give someone who's, you know, porking an X of yours, that sort of thing. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, at one point, Taya slides Johnny a kendo stick. And, yeah, I mean, th- this is when things got really interesting. Mundo goes for a disaster kick, but Cage catches him before he can. Mundo gets powerbombed to the cage. 
Taya gets to the top, hits Cage with the with a kendo stick. So another kendo stick, I suppose. Oh wait, I man, I've got my sentences mixed up here, dude. I'm sorry. Well, we'll pass you later. Yeah, we'll flog me with a kendo stick. Uh, Taya throws the stick to Mundo. Mundo takes down Cage with several shots. With a kendo stick, only good for two. Oh my god! Cage brutalizes Mundo after Mundo catches the stick from him. Cause okay, so Cage has the kendo stick. He throws it to Mundo. Then Cage charges in and just starts beating the ever-loving crap out of him. And here's the thing. Cage hits an Alabama slam as Mundo still has the, the kendo stick in his hands. As Mundo hits the mat, the stick goes up in the air and Cage catches the thing. Yeah, I don't think that was planned. I think it was just an awesome thing Cage did. Awesome visual, bro. Like, this is like matches like these are why I love Brian Cage, man. He's a great, he's a great athlete. Yeah, he he hits, speaking of great athletes, several kendo stick shots from Cage here to Mundo, and then he breaks it over his knee like he's Bo Jackson on the Royals, man. Yeah, he's they, they keep forgetting that the key element of Cage is that he's not a man. Exactly. He says it he he says it all the time to the point where they mock him for it, but then he gets in the ring and they just completely forget about it. Yeah, he's a machine that's set to, you know, Never take a pin, never sell, brother. You know, he's yeah, he's, he's you're not gonna beat him exactly. Exactly. Hey, did you watch that YouTube clip that I sent you? Of course, I didn't watch what you sent me. You didn't, damn it, no. bro. No, you're doing yourself a disservice. Bo Jackson breaking that battle as cool as it was for Cage to break the kendo stick over his knee, even though shit was probably gimmicked. Like, they didn't gimmick that baseball bat, bro. Like, Bo Jackson legitimately broke that bat over his knee. I believe it. I think I saw it when it happened. I believe it, but... I think I was alive. I just wanted you to see it again, man. And and you deprived yourself of that. Eh, I'll be all right. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Mundo kicks out. Taya then climbs the cage with a chair in hand. Okay, look, I have a fear of heights. I couldn't imagine doing what Taya did here, just climbing the cage one-handed. <laughs> like, no, sir. I think you have to have a... I think if you're going to be a wrestler, uh, not having a fear of heights is probably going to take you very far. I would imagine. You know, because they, they all seem to climb, like... Well, especially you, in Lucha. Like, you can probably... Lucha. You could probably get away with it in the the states and Canada, and even Japan. But like in Mexico and in Lucha Libre, no, it's not gonna. You're not gonna be able to do that sort of thing. More likely in Japan because I I can't remember the last time they had a ladder match, unless it was something with Cody and Kenny, uh, <laughs> or the Bucks. But you know, I damn, you made me lose my uh, train of thought. Have you ever climbed? You've you've climbed a ladder before, right? Yes, I climb them at work every now and again, and I hate it every time. Don't they always feel like they have no stability? Exactly, dude. I, I like, don't know. Like, my, imagine setting it up in a ring and climbing up yeah. to grab a belt. Like, I would be shitting myself. Or doing a dive off, you know, like when they step on it, they do a dive. Like, there's no stability on a fucking ladder. Oh, did we lose you? You lost me for a second, but. No, you were probably going on about um, ladders at work. And, like, 
the stability of them, like, again, even, at, you know, at workplaces, whether it's retail or what have you, like, those don't feel super stable. So, like, just to, to imagine doing that in a wrestling ring, like, no, thank you. In a bouncy wrestling ring. Imagine doing, like, a <laughs> swanton bomb off of a fucking 20-foot mm. ladder. Like, I don't know. Like, that's... I would never do it, first of all. But, like, I imagine there's some kind of craziness you got to have to be willing to do that. Did we lose you again? You tried to, yes. Got to get you off that earthling. You know what? It's the... Uh, it's the... <laughs> It's the AEW fanboys in this cage praise and like, no, we can't have that anymore. That's it. That's the thing is, I don't think AEW does. I don't think AEW fans don't like Cage. I just don't think they've seen his potential yet. Yeah, they need to watch Lucha Underground. That's their problem. That's um, very true. Let's see, we're on the match. So we just talked about the bat over the or the kendo stick over the knee, right? And, or no, the the cage climb by Taya with a chair in her hand. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Mundo gets the chair, hits Cage in the head, and Cage kicks out because he's a machine. Mundo he took a headshot, too. Up. Yeah. It was yeah. one of those CTE headshots, too. It wasn't... I don't know if he even got his hands up all the way. It's one of those Mick Foley to the Rock headshots, yep. bro. Like, not, you know, blind headshots, but headshots either way. True. Mundo goes up to pop for Fende Mundo and even spits at the crowd, by the way. And Johnny misses. Taya then hits a crossbody from the top of the cage, which that's when I wrote down the cage doesn't work. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. Taya and Johnny actually hit it like an inverted magic killer. Yes, they did. It was awesome. It looked like it turned into one of those... Uh... You know the pile driver that Phoenix and, and Penta do? Yeah. It looks like a magic killer, but turns into like an assisted pile driver. That's kind of what it looked like. Yeah. Taya, then ever the ever the wrestling heel takes out some handcuffs because of course she's got handcuffs. And she's it's, going to handcuff I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Stryker made some comments that are better left. Yeah. Mentioned that, about that too. Uh Matt Stryker's a pig. That's cool, whatever. Um hmm. <laughs> Let's see here. Cage wakes up before Taya can handcuff him, and and he handcuffs Taya. So yes. Taya is neutralized at this point. Johnny grabs a chair. Cage moves away from the chair shot, and who eats it? Who eats it, Greg? His girlfriend. Of course. Cage then lands a spine buster and a drill claw, which, by the way, is this the first time we saw the drill claw in Lucha Underground? Is that what that... I thought it was a screwdriver. Is that what it's called? It... That looked like the that looked like the drill claw that he hit in uh, when he was in Impact, man. Okay, yeah, I mean it looked it looked amazing. Yeah, absolutely. So at this point, Cage wins. He wins the match. He wins the feud, and he wins wins an Aztec medallion. So he's one of now three Aztec medallion holders. That also includes Tejano and Aerostar. Yeah, they really put him over like he won basically a handicap match in the cage mm-hmm. exactly exactly after this dario comes out and he interrupts the introductions for the trio's finals with breaking news and helico is hurt 
And Dario wishes the best of luck to Jesse and the Ripper because they will need it. And we start our main event for the Lucha Underground Trios Championships. We have Jesse and the Ripper, Son of Havoc, defending the Trios Championship against So High, the team of PJ Black, Jack Evans, and Ray Phoenix. The Crew Pests, uh, Mr. Cisco, um, Cortez Castro, pardon me, and Joey Ryan. And, of course, the Lucha Gods, Rey Mysterio, El Dragon Azteca Jr., and Prince Puma. So a fatal four-way here tonight. And it is elimination rules for what it's worth. And, you know, I was already kind of uh, not against the match, but it was pretty clear that you know, they were setting up some teams that are destined to lose, like, you know, Phoenix, PJ Black, and and, uh, and uh, Jack Evans, just because of the dysfunction. Uh, yeah. You have the same thing with the, uh, the sex pests. Uh-huh. Uh, and now that, you know, and hell goes out of the thing, like, uh, basically evil East and havoc are at a disadvantage. So it's like really Puma yeah. and Rays and, and dragon Azteca's match to, to win right here at that point. Yeah. It became, to me, it became obvious, like, well, first off, it became obvious we're getting new champions. And then second, it's like, and it's probably going to be Ray Mysterio and company. Yeah, because they weren't going to do another. I mean, I got. I'd hope they'd not do another dysfunctional trios team storyline with like the, you know the Sex Pest or even Phoenix and you yeah. know well even though well Jack Evans and and uh, uh, PJ Black would probably be funny, but you know that would have been old hat. So it was like, okay, what are they going to do? Like, really, are they going to have Puma, Rey Mysterio, and Dragon Azteca lose to Evil East and you know Big Boy Voice Matt Cross? No, that's not. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Oh, by the way, when they're getting introduced, uh, Jack Evans crawls down the steps with his hands. Yeah, completely needless and probably super stupid risky. Yeah, but hey, uh, it didn't seem to hurt anything, so that's good. Jack Evans, as uh, by the way, the crowd's still kind of cheering them because even though Jack Evans and PJ Black are dicks, Ray Phoenix is still there, and he's like the biggest babyface in Lucha Underground. And Jack Evans yells, you will not be associated with my greatness. Jack Evans, I, I wish he would bring just a little bit of this, you know, to AEW because he's how really. Many, how many times do you get to hear him talk? Like, I, I don't blame him. Yeah, but he's he's not he doesn't have a mic. He's just shouting at the audience. He could, he could you know, it's nothing stopping him from doing that in AEW. I suppose you are right. Oh, also, it's worth noting that. um Son of Havoc was carrying the extra title. So he wore one and carried the other. Mm. I didn't notice. Yeah. Cisco starts out in here with Evil Phoenix and Ray Mysterio. And who gets the chance? Mr. Cisco, man. Dude, Cisco at one point does this like someone's running at him. I forget who who eats it. But he does like this pop up flapjack into like an X Factor. Yeah. Dude, it was the wildest, like, just pure momentum. He kind of, like, just lifts somebody up, but he keeps them uh, lateral so they don't, yeah. like, go straight up and down. And he does an X Factor. It was, like, the craziest. I don't remember him ever doing it. It's, like, the craziest move I've ever seen. It it looked awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I did love this little attention to detail and commentary, Terry. Vampiro asking, what happened to Bale? Because at this point, they <laughs> had Bale in, a full, like, a full season. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they it's a little late for that question, so it actually popped me a little bit. I kind of laughed at that. I was like, really? You're just now wondering that? It's He died pretty early in the first season, and there was like 40 episodes. They don't like I said. They don't know that he's dead. They just haven't seen him. Yeah, but they've been doing stuff with Chavo. They were doing stuff with like you know they they've been working with other people. They they didn't exactly disappear when Bale disappeared. They've been around. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you know it's not enough for the crew pet because they are the first trio eliminated. Yeah, and, and their elimination was kind of whack. It was just Castro. Castro doesn't move. I forget what he did uh, to somebody, and then Ryan's trying to tag in to get the win and they're just arguing and it's just you know kind of stupid and then he gets rolled up in a pin so it was by evil east i believe yeah oh well good for them um let's see here puma and havoc trade shots at one point jack evans says he is the baddest bitch in the building he says that because he, he he shouts like evil east says she's the baddest bitch in the building but i'm the baddest bitch in the yeah. building and you know jack evans just like I said, man, just I'd love this in, in AEW. Dude, he is magnifique. Uh, Ivelisse uh, gets eliminated after PJ Black interferes and positions Jack Evans on top of the pin. Yep. So we are officially we're going to crown our fourth trios. We are going to start a fourth trios championship reign is what I should say. And that's going to come down to so high versus the Lucha Gods. Oh my god. Okay. This is uh Ray Ray Mysterio hits a six one nine on Jack Evans and Matt Stryker says Jack Evans is on Queer Street, which I've only heard someone say that once as a joke. But like apparently back in like the fifties, Boston uh commentary would say this to be like, Oh yeah, he's he's in a daze, that sort of thing. But it's like People didn't say, oh, so-and-so's on Queer Street in 2016. No, it's it's the, like, old definition, like, gay used to mean happy. Yeah. Right? It's, no, no, it's the... It's, I, I think Matt Stryker was just being cute. He was just trying to pull some old shit out of his hat. Like, yeah, Queer, queer Street, you probably usually, back today, mean, like, just mysterious, weird, you know, out of, yeah. out of, out of it. So, like, I didn't catch that, but, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's it, what was it? 2017, 2016, 2016. Yeah, it's kind of probably something. I mean, we're looking at it at the 2021 lens. It would probably nobody probably really gave a shit back then. But, yeah. you know, I I don't I don't give a shit. I'm just I know you're offended. I know you're big time what? offended. It's OK. Yeah. Yeah, I'm triggered. Yeah, I know. Oh, man. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm tired. Um, but it was an old, a pretty old timey reference, and you know, it's it's something he probably said just to pop himself. Yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine. Um, you know, maybe he meant like, oh, like Jack Evans is in like a pretty far west part of Boyle Heights, you know, Queer Street. I don't know. That's that's the new meaning. That was a. Uh, that was a bad joke. It was a bad joke. It didn't. Uh, thank only you. probably popped him and Vamp. Thank you. We're gonna have to fix As your internet. What? You are breaking up like so bad. 
Are you there? Skype. Yeah, Skype sucks, dude. Is it Skype? Maybe it's me. Maybe it's both. Who knows? It's probably me. But either way, the finish comes. Azteca and Puma dive to the outside. Rey Mysterio hits a really weird, was it a springboard moonsault? No, it was just the weakest split-legged moonsault you've ever seen. Yes. Like, yes that's what I wrote down, because we, we saw a split-legged moonsault from, well, I don't know if you watched Rampage, but Andre, Andrade did one. Oh, and really? it, looked am- it looked amazing. Uh, but the one that Ray did, like he did a lot. Like Ray looked great in this match. Let's let's not. This is probably. I mean, he looked amazing. He looked like he was twenty years younger. Like he was doing yeah. some really cool stuff. Uh, but this split-legged moonsault was not was not was not the should not have been the finish. It, it just was weak. Yeah, but yeah, we mentioned the split-legged moonsault, and we have new trios champions. It is the the trio of. Rey Mysterio Jr., El Dragon Azteca Jr., and Prince Puma, the new champion, celebrate. And we cut to a dojo. And who is there but a hooded vampiro? And he calls on Pentagon, who, by the way, uh, comes out in a motorized wheelchair. I felt so bad, dude, because I laughed. I thought yeah. seeing Pentagon roll up in a wheelchair was just funny to me. I forgot. I forgot he was in a wheelchair for a part of the season. Um, which, by the way, this um, th- this uh, the motivation that Vampiro tried to give Pentagon clearly inspired a gag in season three of Cobra Kai. If you've seen that, I have not yet. No, damn, watch it, dude. <laughs> All these things, and you're just not watching them. But anyway, Pentagon wills himself to his maestro. Pentagon is told to get up and he's struggling. And what does Vampiro do but start pouring candle wax on Pentagon? Like that's going to help. Yeah, I like how his strategy is. I mean, this is the health care you'd get from a juggalo doctor. It's like, oh, you, 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 you're paralyzed? Okay, well, I'm just going to yell at you until you stand up. And you know what? If not, I'll pour hot wax on you until you stand up. It's just, the whole thing is just hilarious to me. But hey, we'll, we'll put a Fago by your bedside. There you go. Whoop, whoop. I, I just, I, I wrote down for this segment, I said Vampiro's BDSM segment with Pentagon. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, this motivation that Vamp is trying to give Pentagon is going about as well as Johnny Lawrence trying to train someone in season three. Vampiro says, you are weak, and the credits roll, and that's the episode... This did not need to exist. That that ending segment. Well, I'm gonna have to disagree because I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. Okay. I I got a kick out of it, but it's like that's clearly not what they were going for. Uh, well, <laughs> I can't tell you what they were going for. I mean, well, I we we me I think me and you both know where they're going for, and it's not any smarter. Look, Pentagon's not gonna come back and be a comedy character. Like, no, 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 no. Like, that's not what they were going for. I mean, it's not what they were going for, but when you're taking... When you're going down the creative path of, like, it needs to be dark and evil, and dark and evil is cool, because dark and evil is 
edgy and you know i like ghosts and vampire cults and you know it's it's i mean it's it's straight up the i it's a certain demographic of intelligence you're you're targeting with that and that's the because i'm trying to not sound pretentious but it's fucking stupid so what you're saying is vampiro probably had hella creative control on this segment is what you're saying Oh, I'm I'm damn sure he did because it's stupid. Like, like I don't want to spoil what Vampiro is doing, but the whole idea is just I don't know, man. It's like maybe they're trying to go for like a I don't even know if the third Batman, the third Nolan Batman came out yet, but that was stupid yeah. too. Like, I mean, I have a back injury, so it's just stupid to me in general. Like, this is yeah. the strategy, uh, but I don't know. They had their top, they had their dark ace. They cripple him in a match, and now they have him in a wheelchair. Uh, Pentagon's a—he's—he's one of those re- like if you, you've ever watched a wrestling promotion, you have a guy you like, and you're like, oh, they're finally going to give him a shot, and then like, oh, they pull the 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 rug out under him. Okay, well now they're going to give him a shot. Oh, that now he's injured. You know what I mean? Like it's just, yeah, it's dumb shit. Like then this whole it, uh, the best they're going to get out of me is a laugh because it's stupid. Yeah. So we're going to grade this episode now. And, bro, until that last segment, I was ready to give this an A+. But as such, I'm going to give this an A-. minus. Your two matches you had were very good. This was a very simple episode. But that last segment, dude, just a fart in church. <laughs> I'm going to give it a B plus just because I think the... And and this may be a little unfair because I'm basing it all on the trios championship tournament. Uh, you know, I felt it should have gone longer. They had some teams that could have been dropped out of the race, and they could have had just one team on one team, right? It didn't have to be a, uh, you know, uh, a four way, right? Yeah. Elimination. They could have they could have had it go on for another week. And you know, I asked you off the air. I was like, was Helico really hurt, or did they sideline him just to make it easier for Puma and and all of them to win? Um, even then, if they if they had done like a week to week thing, and it, and it turned out like the the final week it was you know, Phoenix, Jack Evans, and and uh, PJ Black versus you know the Lucha Gods, I think that would have been better and more, you know, more interesting. But you know that didn't happen. Uh, it just seemed like it was so much of a layup for the Lucha Gods that I just wasn't as into the match as I probably would have been. Um. So I'm going to give it a B plus. I love the match. I love the cage match. I thought that was great. The commentary was great. Yeah. Uh, the Pentagon segment with uh, Vampiro uh, pretending to be, you know, uh, goth is hilarious. So I, I give it a B plus. Yeah. Well, like, like I said, this earned the A minus. I gave it. It could have been an A plus if not for that end segment. But good episode, regardless. And oh, definitely very good. Yeah. So with that, folks, we're going to get out of here. But we just want to remind you that if you go to Vampiro for uh, health, for health. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. For health care. Yeah. Then you are definitely going to be suffering grave consequences.